0: The John Morris Show, episode 108. In this episode, how to submit form data to both a database and have it sent via email via the same script. The John Morris Show, your life on code. Ladies and gentlemen, John Morris. Everybody, welcome back to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. So I was recently asked the question, can you have a form submit data to both a database and have an email sent out at the exact same time? And of course, as some of you may know, the answer to that question is yes. And in this tutorial, I'm gonna show you how to do that now. You'll definitely wanna stick around for this. This may be a little bit longer tutorial because there's a decent amount of code for us to get through here. So. Uh, kind of stick with me on this one, but we'll we'll definitely get through it all. Um, Obviously, one of the common questions I get uh, as I do these kinds of tutorials is where you can get access to the source code. The source code is available, stick around for the end. I'll show you how to do that. All right, so let me just show you first off what this form does. So I'm just gonna kind of enter in some information here, just some dummy information. That we can have this sent, all right, so we'll go ahead and submit this form, all right, so you can see we get a successful form submit, and you see it says we'll be in touch or whatever. so if I go over to my mail over here, uh, I have this contact form submission, and you can see that I'm getting the message here in my email and so forth um. And so it's sending the email, that's the first thing. So the second thing then is if we go back over to our code editor here and I go into my uh, shell here. So what I did here is I showed you, so we have, uh, this is the kind of the structure of the database here, first off. So it's very simple, just an ID that auto increments has a primary key. Name, email, message, etc., and then um, what I did. So I'm I'm showing you just all the columns and the structure here. And then I did a select all from that table, and you can see at that time I uh, at first I had an empty set, and then I did it again a little bit later after I'd set up the MySQL stuff. You can see I'm getting this message here. Um, actually, my session there's closed. So let me close that and reopen it. Get to see a little shell typing here. This is fun, so we'll kinda of get into MySQL. We'll say we wanna use our snippets database, which is the one that I use for all my tutorials. And then I wanna do show the columns from our MySQL email table. Okay, so those, again, that's seeing all the columns, and now we can do a select all uh, from are MySQL email table, and so now you can see I have several different submissions inside of this database. So it's sending via email. It's also processing it the what was posted and putting it into a database. And you can do those same those things uh, in the exact same kind of script. So I'm going to show you how to do this. All right. So the first thing, let's start off with the config file here. So This is stuff that you would need to change for your setup. So if you've, you're getting this code or you're following along here, these are the things that that you need to change the whitelist. Maybe not so much, but if you're going to add fields to the form, uh, outside of this, uh, kind of math check here for spam, if you're going to add any other field to this form, you need to add the name of that field here as well to whitelist that field. Otherwise the, the. Uh, script won't process it, so that's just kind of a security thing. We just whitelist the, the the fields that we want to allow through. Next, we have our from name, so who the emails uh, when the email goes out, the name that it's going to be from, the email address that it will be sent to. Okay, so we want to have that here. Um, we want to have our subject line for our email addresses. So new contact form uh, submissions here, and then we have our table that we're using. So this is the name of our table here. We have our database name. So in this case, it's the snippets table, like I showed you the username, the password, and the localhost again, or the host. This most cases will be localhost. It's pretty rare that it's not. I think GoDaddy is one where it's it's a little bit different. You'll just have to check with them. If you're on GoDaddy, um, you'll have to go in there and they give you a special kind of URL to use. It's kind of weird, but um they're one of the few that i know of most cases you can leave this so most of this stuff though you're going to have to come in and change in the config file so keep that in mind all right so this is all set up here now let's go into the index so we'll show you uh what we're doing here i'm actually going to show you the form first so down here we have our kind of standard html so we have our, our html which is giving us our display over here, and then we're doing a little bit of processing at the top. So this form's actually gonna submit right back to itself. Okay, so we do do a little bit of PHP processing at the top. If you wanted to submit to another page, you could take this, uh, basically this stuff that's right here, and you could put it in that other page, and then just make sure that you set your form action to the URL of that page, whatever that page is. All right, But here we're just having it submit back to itself. We'll get over this PHP here in just a second, but I just want to cover the HTML real quick. So again, you can see a standard setup. We have our HTML. We have our head area with our title tags. We have some style sheets. Uh, These are obviously included in the source code. So uh, these kind of set up the style of it. If you wanted to change the styling, you could go into these and do that. We're including bootstrap as well here for some of the, the styling as well inside our body tag, the main thing is then our form, our actual form. so uh you can see that we have just a few inputs here. so here we have our name. you know we have our input here uh it's a type is text. the name of it is name has a placeholder. And then in the value block, we're doing this uh, validation, a little bit of this validation. So this is a PHP function we'll go over. And this essentially makes it, so if I come over to this form, and let's say that I just submit it without entering anything, okay, I'm gonna get an error and, actually if I enter something real quick, say I enter something and then I get some sort of error, you notice that value is still there, so, I'm not losing what I've already wrote if I get an error. Okay, so that's that's important. So that's what this essentially allows you to do and we'll go over that PHP function. So you can see that all these form areas are really pretty much the same. They they're just the name, the email still uses that echo validate input and then the text area, this is a text area, so it's a little bit different HTML but it does the same thing you can see if we go this way we have echo validate input message text area right so uh, in terms of the php is all all pretty straightforward so that's the html it's kind of really just a standard form with this one kind of special thing in here uh, that helps us keep hold of our data if we have some sort of error all right then you'll notice above it i have this kind of block right here. And in this what we're doing is we're checking to see if there's any errors. So up in our PHP code, we're setting errors if we get any back from our processing and I'll I'll go through that. But here we're checking to see if we have any and if we have any, then we are displaying some sort of message. So let's say I do, let's get rid of this message over here and let's add in the math and let's submit the form. Um, and actually I need to do my email address here. So let me just do testing. Let's get rid of these. Let's do our math. So the, the math check and the email check are kind of what I would call standalone checks. So what, what that means is if, if we check the math first, if the math is wrong, we don't do anything else. And so if the, if they don't have the math, right, we're not going to show any other errors or anything. We're just going to show them, Hey, your math is wrong then after we check the math we check the email to make sure the email address is valid if the email address is not valid again we just stop right there we don't do anything we don't collect up the rest of the errors we don't do anything else we just stop right there and say hey your email address is invalid okay so those two are kind of standalone checks if they're wrong they're just going to it's just going to stop at that error the the name and the message if those are empty then we actually collect up the empty fields and we'll display them. So I have my email address, I have my math, but I haven't entered the name or the message. So if I submit this form, then you'll see it says, please enter your name, please enter your message. Okay, so that's what this section here is doing. Um, And and all it's doing is, is this errors right here from PHP is an array. And so we're just imploding the array and we're adding some paragraph tags to the front and back of it um, and, and then displaying that message and styling it up. So what this looks like in actual code is just, you can see it's two paragraph tags. Okay. So that's what this implode statement does here. It breaks apart the array and puts it into a string and adds essentially these to the front and back. Okay. Now you'll notice that what comes first actually is the ending paragraph tag. The The reason we do that is because we're wrapping that whole implode statement in a paragraph tag. So when it, it implodes the first item in the array, so the first item in the array is please enter your name, this is already there. It implodes and, and puts in please enter your name and then adds a paragraph tag to the end of that and then starts a new paragraph tag and then loops back to please enter your message. And again, so it already has the starting paragraph tag and now adds this ending paragraph tag to it, adds this one back here, and then we close it all with this closing paragraph tag. So what you get is you get a valid set of paragraph tags here, okay, for for that loop. And you can see we got one here and we got one here. All right, so, one of those things that just kind of works, it's a little bit of a trick for the paragraph tags, but I don't want to get too bogged down on that uh, because I want to really want to get into the PHP and there's quite a bit to get through. All right, so this is our errors. Now, if we come back all the way at the top, then you can see that we're doing a little bit of processing because we've moved most of our heavy lifting over here to this functions file, which is where we're gonna operate most. Now, what we're doing here is we're, inclu- we're, re- we're requiring that functions file we're just instantiating some variables that you will use this is essentially just to get rid of any notices so we're going to be check, doing some different checks down here on some variables and if we don't set them here then you'll get some php notices that that variable doesn't exist etc this just helps get rid of those notices so we're setting our errors to array and we're setting our sent variable to false so we'll use those a little bit later here then the next thing that we're doing is we're checking to see if post, whether post is empty or not. If it's empty, then that means the form most likely majority 99.999% of the cases, the form has not been submitted because otherwise the post wouldn't be empty. Now, if someone tries to do some sort of external submission, then that, but we don't really care about that. So, um, again, we're just checking to see if it's empty or not, if it's not empty, so that means there's some sort of data in the array, then we're gonna try and process it. So the main thing here is we're sending all of the post data to this function process form, which is up here in functions. This is kind of the big function, or the if you're thinking in an MVC mindset, this would be like the controller function. Uh, so this is the one that does all the heavy lifting and uses some other function, some helper functions, to to get the job done so that's primarily what we're going to be going through but we we run that we send the data there and get a return from it now that i'll show you the different returns that are available but essentially what we uh, we're going to get back uh, a status and or a status and a message or a set of errors okay so we need to just do a little bit of checking for that so we can populate this area down here. See, it's it's checking for errors or it's checking for sent. That's what our if statement is here here is doing. So basically, if you're getting errors, it's gonna show the errors. If you everything went through and sent gets set to true, which you see right here, then we're gonna process our message that says your message was sent, we'll be in touch. Okay. So that's what this does. We check to see if this process message. Uh, element. So this is an array that gets sent back. We're checking to see if that exists. If it does, then we know that there was an error because that's the only way that, that would be there would be anything in that, that message. Uh, there'd be a value in that message element is that there was an error. So we're going to set the value of that uh, process message. We're going to set that to errors here. And that's going to help us display our errors. Then we're going to check and see if it's set to, if there's something called process errors that exists. Now, the difference between these two is what I mentioned earlier. Here, if there's a, if the email address is invalid or the math is wrong, then we're just sending back this message that says it's wrong. Whereas if it's one of these fields being empty, we're actually capturing all those into an errors array here and sending those back so we can display them all. So that's the difference between these two. This is one of the checks where we're just sending back a blanket message. This is the check, one of the checks where we're sending back an actual array of different errors that we can, so we can display them all. So you're gonna get one or the other back, but both are displayed the same way. So we set this to uh, errors here and we set it to errors here so that we can then down here use it and it ends up the, the the ultimate output ends up being exactly the same. When we get to the functions file, that'll make a little bit more sense. But if there's no errors, so if we don't have any errors, then we're gonna just set sent to true so that then down here we can say, if this is set to true, then we can display our success message, okay? And we use this stuff in a couple other places we'll show you. All right, so very, very basically we're, We're sending our data to a a processing script. If that script returns with no errors, then we're gonna show our success message. If it returns with errors, we're gonna display the errors. That's what this is, okay? All right, so that all out of the way, then we can get into our functions here. So first off, I've set debugging, I've turned on all of the error reporting, okay? So. For testing and you learning and so forth, you can leave these on. You'll notice that there's no errors showing up here, so that gives you some sense that this has all been worked through and there's not any errors as it is right now. But you can also use this if you are changing stuff and you want to have debugging and you want to show those errors. Leave that on, but when you go to use this on a live site, make sure and turn this off. You can just remove these lines or comment them out or whatever, uh, so that. You don't have these showing up. I would say probably comment them out so that if you have to go back in, if this is for, say, a client or something, you have to go back in and debug something, you can just easily uncomment them and show yourself the errors for a short amount of time and then turn them back off. So that's generally how I do it. All right, so the errors are on. We're requiring our config file that we talked about before because we're going to use data from it. And then this is our process form Function. So you can see we're passing in all of our post data here, and then we're just going to go through several checks here. So we're going to validate the math. We're going to validate the email. We're going to validate all the rest of the data. Then we're going to um, we're going to use the validated data here to process the database actions here. Okay. Uh, so we're going to process the database, and then we're going to process the email if we get through all of that with no errors, then we're gonna return a status of one, okay? And the reason is, is you'll notice all the errors are returning a status and then a message or this errors block right here, like I talked about earlier. So all of these are returning an array. So over here on our index, this is expecting right here, we're expecting to get an array back. So we just make sure we always turn a, return an array here. So what I'm gonna do is just kind of step through each one of these checks and go over the code for how this is done. So the first one is we're checking to see if the validate math function returns true or false. Now you'll notice with this function that I passing in the post human. So if we go to our form, you'll notice that the, this check right here, this are you human, this math check, the name of it is human. So that's where we're getting that. So I'm passing that in here, and then I'm pa- I'm setting what the answer is supposed to be. So the answer is supposed to be seven, five plus two equals seven. So they should enter seven here. So I'm passing in both the value that was actually submitted and what the answer is supposed to be here for this validate math check. And if it doesn't check out, then I'm returning a status of zero and a message that says your math is suspect. And so that's what we get when we enter this and there's no the math check is wrong All right, so let, then let's go ahead and go down and look at this actual function this validate math function so if we go down here here's that function that i wrote and called validate math you set in the value that was submitted and then the test what it's supposed to be and we're just doing a simple if the value equals the test then return true otherwise return false so very very simple check now int val just essentially make sure you get kind of the absolute value of this uh, here so don't necessarily need to do that but I had done that in the original one I think there was a reason why but um, it, so it just makes sure that you know it, it's it's the right type and all that stuff okay so anyway it's just a simple check does the value equal the what was passed equal what it's supposed to if it does return true. if not return false so very straightforward check there. All right, so if that one passes, then you'll notice we don't, there's no else statement on here. We just allow the return. So the, this is the way I do this. I assume, uh, I, I I check for all the negatives. So I recheck, basically all these checks are designed that if there's some sort of error, then we just return at that point. Okay, so return will end the processing of the script. If there's an error here, if the math doesn't add up, none of the re- the rest of this will process, okay? So it's basically a series of like roadblocks <laughs> that your code has to get through, and if it does, then we return true down here or we return a positive status down here. So that's the way I generally um set up my scripts is to kind of be oriented toward the negative and be kind of designed so that they will you know they're they're they lean towards returning some sort of um uh, you know negative response that way in order to get through you're not having something submitted that isn't you know it's 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 still submitting even though there's some sort of error i want to catch all of these errors so that's maybe a different perspective and point of view but that's just the way that I set it up. So anyway, you'll notice that we're returning. So this will stop at this point if there's some sort of error, it won't do anything else. All right, same down here. So then we're gonna run this validate email function. We're gonna pass in the email address that was submitted. And if there's an error, we're gonna return a status of zero and a message that says that is not a valid email address. So if we go down to the validate email function here, And again, you see it's very straightforward. Passing in the uh, email that was submitted. We're checking to see if it's empty or not first, right? So if it's empty, then obviously we're not going to uh, do anything with it. Now, the way this is set up, I I don't think this could submit an empty email address because of the validation that we have here. But we're going to check and see if it's empty. If it's not empty and this filter var, which is basically PHP... um, function for validating the email address so it's going to make sure it's of the proper syntax right and so that's just a built-in php function that allows you to do that you pass in the email and the filter that you want to use i would say for email addresses this is the one that you'll use there may be some use case out there for some other filter on email addresses but uh, who knows this is this is the one you'll use in 99.9 percent of the cases so um, we're checking if, so if it's, if it's not empty and it's a valid email address, then we're going to return true. Otherwise we're going to return false. So again, very straightforward function here. All right. So coming back up for in our process form function, that's our kind of our controller function. If we get past that next thing we're going to do is we're going to run this validate data function here, and we're just passing in the whole array. Right, so if we go down and we're setting it here because we're gonna use it through, kind of throughout the rest of the, the script here, this function. So if we go down to validate data, what validate data does is a couple things. First, and thing, again, we pass in the whole array. Next, we're gonna look at our whitelist. So we're globalizing whitelist. now if we go to our config here, and I actually messed that up. So let me toggle the tree view and bring config back up here. All right, and I will close that. So, if we look at our config, we set our whitelist here. This is why I said earlier, you need to make sure if you add fields here, you need to add them here as well. Because here, we're gonna use that whitelist. Now, this is one of the points where, one of the things I did, you'll notice I'm using just straight functions. This isn't inside of a class. I did do that on purpose, because I know there's a lot of people out there who don't aren't familiar with classes yet. And I'm not gonna be a snob and say, you have to use classes Everybody's at their level that they're at. And so I didn't want to add in this layer of PHP classes that might make things more confusing. But for those of you who are familiar with classes, these, anywhere you see this globalization here, this is a point where you could have made this into a class and this could be a class property. Okay. So that's something to think through. If you want to convert this to a class, you wouldn't have to whitelist this or you wouldn't have to globalize this. If it were a class property, you could just use the class property. And again, those of you who are familiar with classes, you know, probably already know that, right? So, but here we need to globalize it because it's outside of this function. So it's in the global scope in our config file. So we globalize it, then we loop through it. So we're looping through name, email, and message in this click case. And uh, we're looping through them as a key because uh as key because really that's what they are they're the keys uh that 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 were we that we're going to use from our post uh our post array okay so what we're doing is we're setting this fields array and we're passing in the key so we're setting each key in that element to the value that's in our post array okay so we're looping through the whitelist and we're creating a new array that has the values from our post data now the reason we do this is because let's say someone externally submits tries maybe not through this form but someone's trying to hack our form and they they pass in well, they pass in all sorts of um data trying to break our script to see if they can get error messages to show up and then if they can get error messages to show up that might give them some uh avenue some information that they could use for some sort of attack i mean that that's kind of the thing that that hackers tend to do is they try they just mess with things and try to get things to break or do something different than it's intended to do a whitelist kind of stops that from happening in this particular sense because if they submit 10 form fields to this it's not going to break our form we're not going to get a mysql error because we had tried to insert 10 fields into a database that only has three why? Because we're whitelisting those fields. So we're looping through and we're only grabbing name, email, and message. If there is anything else submitted through, th- through the post data, we just completely ignore it. We don't even look at it or try to process it or do anything with it. That's what this does right here, okay? So we're whitelisting our data. That is again why you need to, if you add a field, you need to add the name of that field here, okay? So that's the first thing that our validate data does. Next, we're setting our errors array here. Again, this is just so we don't get notices. And then we're looping through our new fields array that we created. And we're just checking to see if each field is empty or not. If it's empty, then we're creating, we're creating an array called errors and we're adding that field name. So the field name here, the key, We're adding that to this errors array plus this thing that says please enter your space. So what this essentially will return is we'll have an array with, let's say we don't enter the name and the message. It'll be one element will be please enter your name and another will be please enter your message. And that's where we get those messages from when we're over here and we submit this form. Please enter your name, please enter your message. That comes from this right here. Okay. All right. So once we've done that, then we're just going to return the proper response. So um, if errors is empty, so if this process all the way through and there were no errors, then we're going to return a status of one and we're going to send our fields that we whitelisted back because we want to use our whitelisted data from this part forward because we're going to get into inserting stuff in the database. So we want to make sure and use our whitelisted data, not the whole post array. So we again, so we don't have any sort of errors and, and so forth for someone trying to hack our form here. All right, so we're gonna set it again, a status of one or we're gonna turn our whitelisted fields. If there's errors, then we're gonna return a status of zero and we're gonna return our errors array right here, okay? So this kind of sets us up for the rest of the script. We now have either valid data or an array of errors that we, in those, in both cases, we can either continue processing with the script or we can go back to our display and display those errors. Okay, so this kind of sets us up, this validate data function sets us up for the rest of the, of what we're gonna do here. All right, so then you can see once we've done that, then we check, we check the status. Okay, if the status is, this is a not, so basically if it's the zero status, if it's an error status, then we're gonna return back to our index page the status of 0 and then we're going to pass in our errors which were stored in this validation and then uh if you remember they're stored uh as this data element here okay so again if if there's an error here we're going to return the errors so that we can display them here otherwise We're going to keep going. And you'll notice that down here, then I set data to validation data. So this is if there were no errors, the whitelisted fields will now be set to data. That's what this is doing. And then from there forward, you can see we're going to use data for processing our database. And we're going to use it for processing our emails. We're using our whitelisted data at this point. It's very important. All right now we're going to get into the process database so it's it's the same kind of story we've been going through you notice each one of these validate math we return an array with a status and a message validate email return an array with a status and a message validate data return an array with a status and in this case an errors array process database status message status message And then if everything's good, we return our status. Okay, so really, really similar process that we're doing for all this. It's just each function does something a little bit different. All right, so process database, then we're passing in our whitelisted data. If we come down here to process database, this is really kind of the big part of what we're doing here. This is probably the biggest function here, but really it's pretty straightforward. It's a pretty straightforward insert into a MySQL database. So we passed in our whitelisted data here. We're globalizing our table, which we set in config here. So this is the table again, something you'll need to change for your use of this. And then we're gonna create a new instance or a new connection to MySQL. So we're using MySQLi. We're passing in our host, our username, our password, and our database name from our config file down here, okay? So again, stuff you need to change for your use of this. So we're creating that new connection. We're doing a check to see if they're, we're actually connected. If not, we're gonna return false, and then we'll handle that up uh, in our process form script. Otherwise, if we are connected, then we're gonna process our MySQL data here. So the first thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna prepare, we're using prepared statement, so we're gonna prepare our MySQL statement, our, our, our uh, SQL statement here. So. We're use, we're calling MySQLi prepare. So you, you have to have this instance of MySQLi instantiated first. Then you can call the prepare method on that. And what you pass into it is your SQL statement here. Okay, so this is a, a SQL statement that you may have seen something like this before. So insert into our table name. Again, this is from our config file. We globalized it up here. And we want to insert it into. These are the database columns that we want to insert into. So name, email, and message. Okay. So those are what we want to insert into them. And then values is what we want to insert. Now a couple things here. One, and I've mentioned this in another tutorial, that these this connection between the columns and the the data that was submitted is what I would call dumb. So. What MySQL does is it looks at what you've put in these parentheses, name, email, message for the columns, and it matches them up to what you put here in value, va- values. So it assumes that this is gonna be your name, this is gonna be your email, and this is gonna be your message. So if you move these around, you have to move these around. That's important to know. Now, you'll notice that these are all question marks. That's because we're using prepared statements. We're using this prepare function. What this prepare function does is down here, you'll see that we bind our parameters. And here is where now we're binding uh, the parameters that we want to use, that we want to pass in. These are basically placeholders. I don't want to get into too deep of a prepared statements kind of tutorial, but I do want to talk about this. If you're not familiar with prepared statements, or this is just kind of going way over your head, I have a whole playlist on my channel it's uh, something about MySQL IPDO prepared statement that goes into all of this in depth. So check that out. But essentially, these are placeholders. We're not actually passing data in here. We're just creating placeholders so that when we b- bind our parameters, it inserts or it, it basically injects the name for this first one, the email for the second one, and the message for the third one. Okay. Now, that's the subtle difference between MySQLi and PDO is that with MySQLi, you use anonymous parameters, so these are all question marks, whereas with PDO, you can use named parameters. So, you could give this a name like name, like this, okay? And so, that can be a little bit uh, easier to work with, all right? So, and it makes it a little bit smarter than, than this implementation. All right so we're binding those parameters and we're we're saying what kind of data type they are so in this case they're all strings name email and message they're all strings so they're all s's if they were um you know if they were numbers then I, it's d it would be d for whatever ones are numbers okay again i don't want to do a full <laughs> mysql higher and prepared statements tutorial but um, just a little, that that's how you do prepared statements. The, the advantage of this, of using prepared statements like this, is that PHP is going to do all of the SQL injection protection and all that stuff for you and whatever other thing that they come up with. In the past, you would have to go through kind of a series of different checks on the data you were inserting into your database. MySQL, uh, MySQL real escape string was a really, really common one that you'd have to run on each one of these. You don't need to do that anymore because you're preparing the statements and PHP is is doing all of that for you when you do this prepared statement and, um, and this execute and so forth. Okay, so we can just drop the data in as it is and let PHP do it. And if there's some new thing that they need to check for, they'll add it to PHP and you don't have to change your code. That's the value of it. So that's why I highly recommend moving to prepared statements for your code. All right, so now, you'll notice, though, this name, email, and message, we haven't set that anywhere up here before, okay? That's what we're doing right here. Now we set those. So we're saying, okay, we bound the the, the variable name to uh, this value over here. We bound it, but we didn't tell you what name was. Now let me tell you what name was. And we're just setting it to post name, post email, and post message. So to our post data, okay? So very, very straightforward. And actually... <laughs> You, you caught me. This should be this, not our post data. It should be our whitelisted data since we wanted to use our whitelisted uh data here. All right. So you caught me. You got me on that one. All right. So or we're passing in our post data here, name, email, and message, and telling it, okay, these are these are the actual values that we want to use. And then we just need to make sure and set those before we run this statement execute method here so that's going to actually then here we're all just getting it all set up this actually runs. <clears throat> this actually runs it now if this so if this returns false then we're going to return false okay so now don't get confused this is for a different block so we're not doing any sort of else statement on here if it's false we're just going to return false otherwise we're just going to keep processing and then we get into this else script which runs on uh, the actual bind parameter statement or the uh, prepare statement here. So we do this if check on our prepared statement here. So if it's prepared properly, then we'll process our code. Otherwise, we're gonna return false. Now you'll notice I have in here for debugging purposes, if you wanted to debug this, you could simply comment this out or uncomment this and do this var dump and that'll tell you any sort of errors that you're getting from this prepare statement here so that it can happen where you get some some errors from this prepare statement if you're getting something like that and your database insert isn't working then uncomment that and do that var dump so that you can see what error you're actually getting it'll tell you specifically what the error is and can be pretty helpful helping to debug it all right so at that point if we get through all of this then this function is going to return just simply return true okay so if there's any sort of problem we're going to return false otherwise we're going to return true so at the end of that then our date our data will be inserted into our database so but we don't have to stop there because we can keep going okay so if we come back up to Our process form function here, we just did the process database. Again, it's gonna return true or false. If it's false, we're gonna return this array. If it's true, we're just gonna keep going and we're gonna move into processing our email here. Okay, so next function is process email. Again, we're passing in our whitelisted data. If there's some sort of error, we're gonna return a status of zero and a message unable to send the email. Again, you can change these, these error messages. You don't have to use the ones I'm using. Um, but if we go down and look at process email, then all the way down here, then you can see we're passing in our post data and we're globalizing our, from our email address and our subject that we got from our config here and we're setting or so we're setting some headers here. So this is basically for HTML emails here, these first two, the second one helps us kind of define. Uh, who this is going to be from, the the um, both the name and the email address here. Again, these are set in the headers. And then you'll see here we're just running our mail function, really straightforward. So we're passing in the email address that we set in our config file, the subject that we set in our config file. We're passing in the message block from our post because that's really probably what we're after. You could create a, you could if you wanted to make this fancier, you could create a whole kind of email template from this right here, instead of just passing in post message, you could actually come and create, you know, in here or in some other function, you could create an email template that you pass data into and it returns the HTML, which then you you pass that into here. So you could do that as well. Here, we're just keeping it simple, we're posting in the message and then we're passing in our headers and this is what sends our mail, okay? And that's the end of our processing script at that point. So it's going to go through, do all the checks, send it to MySQL, and then it's going to send the email. All right. So, uh, you know, it's decent amount of code, but it's not too bad. And nothing, none of it's really anything that's sort of fancy or tricky. It's all really kind of just straightforward code. It's, just, it's more about how you put it all together in your head than anything. Um, As I mentioned over here on the index page for each one of these, uh, if you remember, we have this validate input and then we pass in the name of the input that we're validating. So this is that function here. So essentially what this is doing is see we're globalizing sent. So it's checking to see first in this area, in this context here, if sent has been set to true. So... That's what we're globalizing here. And then we're going to check and see if post is empty. If post is empty, that means we're not going to do anything because we don't have any post data to to give back to this particular these particular inputs, right? There's nothing that's been submitted for us to hold on to and, and inject back in here. So it's empty, we're just going to return. Also, if sent is set to true, we're just we're just going to return as well. Because that means it's someone just, yes, there's post data, but that post data, it's because someone just submitted this form and that that data has been sent. So we don't want to show it back in here uh, if that data was sent. We want to blank all the fields. So that's essentially what this does. And then if we get through those two, then we're returning this E function on our post input name, okay? Now, we are using post here because this, this function is called over here on index so it doesn't have access to all of the the code that we've done up here. It doesn't have access to our whitelisted data, and really at this point, well, for what we're doing here, we don't we don't need that. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna just return this. This is actually then is what's gonna display here. So uh, if there's no post data, we're just we're not gonna show anything. If sent is set to true, we're not gonna show anything. Otherwise, we're gonna show whatever data was submitted for that particular input. Okay, so we're passing in the input name. So for the name input, or the message input, or the email input, we're gonna we're gonna return that. Now this string right here, all this is doing is escaping using HTML entities here. Um, I don't want to get into a full-on HTML uh, data escaping <laughs> tutorial, but that's essentially what this does. Protects against SQ, um, cross-site scripting attacks. Okay. All right. So that is all of our functions file. So again, the whole idea of this is a contact form that you can submit, have data go to a database and have it be sent via email. Now I've mentioned this in previous episodes of the podcast, but this kind of thing, especially, you know, this is a fair, I think a fairly decent looking form. Of course you could go in and change up the CSS and the styling and so forth. However you wanted, but this particular kind of online form industry, this is a very big industry. So this is something that's worth digging into because if you get really good at this, you could probably do just this for the foreseeable future for clients or building, maybe build some sort of application or getting hired at some company that does this kind of thing, whatever. It's a very, very big market. Like I mentioned in the previous podcast, SurveyMonkey does $113 million a year, and it's valued at $1.35 billion, I believe it is. So that's huge. That's massive. That's a massive market, and it's really just all centered around this idea of forms. So this is something that you could take, you could get really, really good at, um, and you could use it to, I mean, this could be your your path forward in your career. This could be the thing that you do. So it's absolutely worth investing in. If I were going to do that, what I would do is I'd take this code, I'd turn it into a class, get familiar with classes, um, turn it into a class and really just dig into constantly improving and updating and working with that particular class and getting really good at it. And then what clients care about, who's kind of the thing the, they care about the sizzle. So they're going to care more about the way the form looks more than anything. So it's really just going to come down to moving forward fields around and changing CSS and so forth. And there's so many sources out there like media loot and all the bootstrap stuff and so forth that could allow you to make 20 different forms that look different, but the back end, this PHP code, it's all the same. You don't have to constantly rewrite that. It's all the same. It works and and you're just changing the kind of the veneer on top of it okay so don't underestimate what this is and that's why i invested much time in both writing the code and going through this tutorial with you for those of you who really see what this is this could be something that could be your path forward from from here now as i mentioned at the beginning i know there's a lot of people that really going to want to get at this source code um All of my source code is now being released over on Patreon. So you can go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. If you become a supporting listener at the $5 level, you'll get access to this source code and all of the rest of the source code that I have available over there. That simply allows me to continue to be able to do this for you and invest this much time into writing code for you. So if you consider doing that, you'll get access to this source code, as I mentioned. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. All right, thanks for listening to the episode. If you liked it, be sure to like it so that I know that you like this kind of content. If you know somebody who would benefit from this, who could use this for their career, I'd appreciate if you'd share it with them. And if you haven't yet, be ter- be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Thanks again for watching, and we'll talk to you next time.